Hello and welcome to another episode of The Thriving Metabolism, where we discuss everything that impacts your hormones and metabolism so that you can take control, repair the damage and lose weight consistently without making yourself miserable in the process. Most weight loss diets and strategies actually do harm to your metabolism, resulting in further weight gain down the road. And it can be a particularly challenging time for women over 40 due to hormonal and metabolic changes. So it's my mission to empower you so that you and your metabolism thrives and you never have to go through diet misery again. I'm Louise Digby, registered nutritional therapist, weight loss expert, and founder of the Nourish Method to Lasting Fat Loss. If you've been trying to lose weight for a while, you've probably tried a detox or two, amongst other diets. Detoxing is a controversial subject, as is pretty much everything in nutrition. And you'll hear some people say that we don't need to detox because we're always detoxing. And others who say it's essential to support detoxification. And so I'm here to lay down some facts and clear up the confusion. Both arguments are true. We are always detoxing and we need to support detoxification as well. And I'm gonna get into the science of what detoxification actually is and how sluggish detoxification can be linked to stubborn weight. Aside from detoxes, liver function and detoxification capacity is largely ignored when most people are trying to lose weight because most diets focus on calories in versus calories out instead of looking at the true underlying causes of stubborn weight. And sluggish detoxification is something that can slow down your weight loss journey. And almost all women that we work with need some additional liver support. And when I say additional liver support, I'm not talking about doing a detox, but we'll get into that more later. So let's start by looking at how detoxification is linked to your weight. There's a couple of ways. Firstly, your hormones are processed and prepared for elimination by your liver. So if your liver isn't detoxing efficiently, your hormones can be either recirculated around your body or partially processed and then recirculated. And neither of those scenarios are good. Here's an analogy. Picture a bathtub full of water with some bits of fluff or hair in. When you pull the plug, if the water isn't draining very quickly, the bits in the tub, they do, you know, lots of laps. And if the water is draining quickly, then the bits go down much quicker rather than being recirculated. Well, it's the same with your hormones and also the toxins in your body. If your liver doesn't have the capacity to drain or process all the hormones and toxins, they will get recirculated. And so you essentially have some of this month's and last month's hormones going around your system. Now, this is bad for two reasons. Firstly, it causes your hormones to become imbalanced and imbalanced hormones contribute to stubborn weights and weight gain. Secondly, toxins are being recirculated. 
So toxins could be pesticides, pollutants, drugs, alcohol, uh, toxins produced by bacteria, chemicals, and various other things. And these toxins are damaging when they're in circulation. And your body has a really clever way of protecting itself from these toxins when they can't be processed by the liver fast enough. And that clever mechanism is to store the toxins in fat. So your body will actually upregulate fat storage in order to sweep away those toxins out of harm's way. Now, many people have experienced a plateau in weight loss just a week or so after they start a diet. And that could be because of a sluggish metabolism, but it could also be caused by a high toxic load. Because when you start losing weight, you release all those stored toxins back into circulation and your liver is put under a significant burden. And your body copes with that by stopping fat burning and even promoting fat storage. Frustrating, right? So really, that's what I mean when I say most of our clients need some liver support. Their livers are already detoxing, but they are under a high toxic load. And we need to both reduce the exposure to toxins and support the liver's detoxification processes. Now to add insult to injury, there are a family of toxins known as obesogens. And they're known as this because they disrupt hormones and drive fat storage. And we're being increasingly exposed to these toxins. You know, the word toxin might sound a bit woo-woo because we hear it used a little bit too readily, but toxins are real and they are really anything that you can come into contact with or can be exposed to that can cause physical damage within the body. And when you look at the extent of toxins that we are all exposed to every day, it can feel a little bit scary. And of course, that's why we have a liver, so that we aren't harmed by these toxins. But we're exposed to so much constantly that it's no wonder our poor livers need some help. You know, the makeup and the lotions we put on our skin, air fresheners and perfumes, cleaning products, flame retardant coatings on carpets and sofas, laundry detergents, paints, weed killers, pollution, pesticides, plastics and heavy metals and so much more. There are literally thousands of chemicals and toxins that we are exposed to every single day. And when you factor in the other things that can impair liver function, like alcohol and medications, nutrient deficiencies, dehydration, caffeine, stress, poor gut health, inflammation, high blood sugars, poor bile flow, underactive thyroid, and much more, it's no wonder that your liver may be struggling to keep up. So, should you do a detox? Well, that depends. Most detoxes are too extreme, and if it involves meal replacements, taking loads of pills and laxatives, starving yourself, or just juices and shakes, then I would steer clear. If it's a gentle detox that's focused on real, whole, fresh foods, then that's a much better option. 
Having said that, even with a gentle detox, you should see it as a kickstart and you should definitely have a plan for what you're going to do after the detox. If you're someone who's all or nothing or if you're prone to binging after following a restrictive diet or if you have any history of disordered eating, it's probably not going to be the best option for you. Ultimately, it's what you do in the long run that will make the big difference as opposed to what you do for a week or two. And taking a much more moderate approach by gradually reducing your exposure to toxins where you can and ensuring you're eating a nutrient-rich diet that gently supports your liver and gut is going to get you long-term results without the need for cutting out your favorite foods completely. In the Nourish Method, which is my high-level weight loss program for women who want to lose weight for good without counting calories or missing out on the social life or putting up with hunger and cravings, we start with supporting liver function from day one. And we also test for toxic load so that we can take a targeted approach to preventing those weight loss plateaus. Some simple things that you can do to start supporting your liver function right now is drink plenty of filtered water and ensure that you're having a bowel movement every day, eat plenty of organic greens, and switch to paraben-free and fragrance-free skincare products and natural cleaning products. That's a good place to start. Okay, now it's time for my favorite fact from the past week. And I found a fact that's very on topic. So the fact is this, common levels of traffic pollution can impair brain function within hours. So this study showed that just two hours of exposure to diesel exhaust fumes causes a decrease in the brain's functional connectivity. Disruption to functional connectivity has been linked to both depression and disruption to memory. Now the good news is that these changes were temporary, but the researchers speculated that these effects could be long-lasting where exposure is continuous, with concerns about cognitive decline, and people should be mindful about the air that they're breathing and take appropriate steps to minimize exposure. If you're sat in traffic, wind up the windows and press that air reset button. Ensure that your car's air filter is good and is changed regularly. If you're cycling or walking on busy roads, are there alternative routes that you could take that are less busy. If you live or work in an office on a busy road, could you install air purifiers? If you work in a fumy environment, are there special masks that you could wear? And you know, it may be worth considering taking a liver support supplement like milk thistle to help you eliminate better. Okay, now it's time to go through a reader's letter. And this one came off the back of last week's episode about HRT. So she said, Hi Louise, thanks for your episode about HRT. I'm feeling much more at peace with my choice to begin HRT now. I've been considering testosterone and I saw that they are releasing a new patch. What are your thoughts on this? So I finished recording the last episode last week and then about an hour later I saw that this new patch had been released. So that was annoying that I didn't get to include it in the episode. So I'm really glad that you've asked me this question. 
So there's, um, there's been a lot of hype around this patch with claims that it's going to solve all of women's problems. And while it is great that there are more options, we always need to apply caution and try not to get too swept up in the hype or think that this could be a miracle cure like so many of these innovations are positioned as because it makes your expectations unrealistic and then you'll inevitably be disappointed. So let's start with what the official guidance says. The British Menopause Society recommends that testosterone is used for low libido or poor sex drive only after all other options have been exhausted. It is true that levels of testosterone decline in women between the ages of 20 and 40, but that is the natural way of things, you know. It's it's different to estrogen and progesterone because your body has a backup mechanism with those. You switch from the ovaries producing them to the adrenal glands, which are your stress glands. With testosterone, this doesn't happen, and We need to be looking at the things that may be causing an acceleration in the decline of testosterone and also recognise that there are other things that could be causing low libido. There are lots of factors that impact sex drive, including stress, deficiencies, vaginal atrophy, balance of the hormones, inflammation, the quality of current and past relationships, psychological factors and more. So this new testosterone patch may be a good addition for some women, but I would be using it as a last resort and focusing on the internal health initially. Plus, remember that I said last week that testosterone should only be introduced once estrogen levels have been optimized. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to talk to me about anything that I've discussed in this episode, you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram by searching at Louise Digby Nutrition. Or you can email me with your question for the podcast by emailing louise at louisedigbynutrition.com and putting podcast in the subject line. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and click follow or subscribe and leave a review. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.